For 15 years, in fact, for his whole parliamentary career, Roger Cook has been the WA Labor Party's number two, first in opposition, and since 2012, he's been deputy to the now former Premier Mark McGowan. When the pandemic hit in 2020, Roger Cook was especially visible as health minister. Well, now he'll take the reins as the new premier. Who is he? What priorities might Roger Cook bring to a role which is made very attractive by the bulging coffers of WA's booming economy? Martin Drum is Professor of Politics at the University of Notre Dame in WA. Hello there, Martin. Hello, Geraldine. Now, I am from the West, but I confess I might be a little out of touch with uh, the new man. Can you tell us a little bit about him, please? Uh, just as, as per your introduction, he's been the number two guy behind Mark McGowan the entire time that the, the Labor government's been in power. So that's quite, a, quite an apprenticeship. He's very visible and well-known. As you were saying, as health minister during the pandemic, pretty much every day people saw Mark McGowan and Roger Cook on their screens. Um, and the press conferences were pretty much a daily affair as they were in some other states. Uh, so people will feel that they know Roger Cook pretty well, um, certainly better than some of the other ministers. Uh, he did step down from uh, the health ministry in late 2021 and he's had an economic portfolio since that time and in jobs um, state development, tourism, skills, that portfolio. Mm. Uh, and that probably does lend itself well to the Premier's role because he would need to be the front person uh, out in front talking about the state economy. Mm. Um, and he, I see that he was um, spent time as a political advisor in the offices of very well-known Labor figures in WA, Stephen Smith, Chris Evans, Jim McGinty, uh, and that he's been particularly strong in around um, Indigenous issues, Indigenous Australian issues, with several ad- advocacy roles. Now, tell us more about that, if you would, please. Yeah, so this is um, his professional life and obviously some his personal connections as well. Uh, he's been very close to that issue. Um, and if you go right back to his inaugural speech, it's something that he referenced really strongly. His advocacy in the area uh, has a passion for it. And I expect that that has greater prominence when he takes on the Premier's role. Um, he's often is close to a lot of those Indigenous um, elders and leaders, uh, Pat Dodson, Peter Yu, Dennis Ed- Edgington um, and others, even Larissa Barrett and others. Right. So um, he's got a lot of connections in that area. And didn't he, in fact, stand up vocally for his wife who attended a Black Lives Matter protest in June 2020? Um, and that was actually quite a tricky thing because the government at the time was discouraging mass gatherings because of covid that's right, and he was health minister. So, yeah. um, on the one hand, handing out <laughs> stay-at-home advice um, and of, of telling people to avoid large gatherings. On the other hand, his wife was attending a Black White Lives Matter uh, protest. But I think he probably handled it quite adeptly at the time when he said that uh, he supported his wife on a personal um, level, uh, given how close the issue was to her heart. Uh, but of course, he stopped short of actually endorsing the protest at the time. Um, so he was caught between two worlds at that particular time. But, <laughs> As were um, a lot of a lot of people uh, during that particular time, and of course, people in the eastern states watched with great interest. You know, the WA's whole experience, as you can imagine, Martin. There'll be quite a few thoughts going through people's heads as they know that the health minister in that time has become the premier. Um, look. 
some of the challenges involving Indigenous issues in WA just never seem to get any easier. And of course, last month there were those riots and protests at Bankshire Hill Detention Centre. Um, it's the only detention centre for offenders aged 10 to 17 uh, in WA. So, you know, the juvenile justice system, gee whiz, headlines there frequently feature this particular issue, don't they? Yeah, the juvenile justice area is a particularly troubled area and there have been plenty of critics of the government's approach, including many Indigenous critics. So I'd expect that this will be an area that he needs to drive into and he addressed it fairly, in in very broad terms when he said, oh, well, public safety is important, but also the the welfare and future of the the kids in those facilities are important. Um, I will be really interested, lots of us will be really interested to see how he deals with that issue over time because it has been a it's been, yeah, really tough one. Um, some of the uh, youths who are obviously from very troubled backgrounds have damaged a lot of the property, but there clearly needs to be a, a better strategy for actually trying to handle that and obviously giving those kids a better future and hope for a better future. Yes. Uh, look, just looking back to that inaugural speech, um, he was pretty ambitious. Talk about thinking bigger. He he actually represents the whole Coburn Sound, Quinana, Rockingham area, doesn't he? And he he talks quite a lot about that. But we should not base our future on being a Western rump of the Australian economy, he said. Instead, we should be looking to be a pivot for the Indian Ocean economic rim. Um, we should be leading the nation as an active partner in our regional economy, be a stepping stone for the Australian economy. Now, um, what do you think? Can he take things further in WA on that sort of score? Well, certainly this is the rhetoric he's, um, he's outlined in a number of kind of headline speeches uh, since taking on the state development portfolio. It does feed into the McGowan line in that um, engagement with Asia, I mean, particularly China, but also other parts of Asia has been um, very much a focus for the government during that time, and he has ambitions to make WA um, a major player in the Indian Ocean Rim, so looking west. And, of course, uh, the state here is in a different time time zone. Mm-hmm. It's well-suited to that type of engagement, and uh, we're a very export-focused economy here in WA. So all of that lines up well, but there's a lot of work to do to re-engage with that area post-pandemic. Look, finally, Mark McGowan liked to half-joke that WA supported its poorer neighbours through its GST contributions. And I'm going to quote him now. (laughs) It's an amazing quote. We're continuing to support Tasmania. It's terrific that we're all contributing to a new stadium and probably paying for the AFL team that'll go there as well. But it's great to help those less fortunate than us. than ourselves. And he also formed, I might add, a task force to resist all attempts to reform the GST. Can we expect the same approach from Roger Cook? Uh, I don't know if he'll engage in the same satire. This was a pet favourite of Mark McGowan's. He'd go over to Tasmania and make remarks about how how well we're funding their facilities. Uh, But... I think Roger Cook will be no less fierce when it comes to defending WA's GST share. It's a real lightning rod issue here in Western Australia and no political leader um, would leave it alone. I'd expect there to be a lot of robust discussion amongst the premiers um, ahead of the next revision of that um, allocation. And just very finally, housing issues in WA. Now, that's a red hot and growing issue in most parts of Australia. It's also the case, is it, I understand, in WA? 
It is. It's a really acute issue. Um, the number of homelessness keep growing. Um, and the capacity to resolve it is also quite limited because we also have a skills shortage in WA. So that's afflicting the construction industry. So you've got a housing shortage and then you lack the capacity sometimes to, to resolve it. The government has committed to a big schedule of social housing, but it's got a lengthy pipeline to deliver it. So I don't think it's going to be resolved straight away and, and rental vacancies are really, really low and rentals keep going up. It's a terrible situation. It'll be one to watch this story. Martin Drum, thank you very much indeed. You're very welcome. And Martin is Professor of Politics at the University of Notre Dame in WA. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.